Welcome into a new episode of Inside the Green Room, and it is one of the most beautiful times of the year. Brackets are being filled. It is March Madness season, and to help us talk about March Madness is my friend, my fellow MSG co-host, uh, John Henson. He also does work for Field of 68 and went to Danny's school as well. They are both UNC alums, and apparently Danny was so big time that he doesn't remember John's visit. That's crazy. John doesn't remember the visit. John was so big. Oh, my bad. John doesn't remember the. John was too big time as a recruit. They were coming off the natty, like you know. I'm like they was on their own. You know, we. I was just happy to be there. (laughs) John doesn't remember the visit. I remember the visit when John came in. He wasn't coming in as a predicted big man. He came in. He was playing a wing, and he's like, "Oh, he's a shooter. He's a, (laughs) he's a two. I said, "What the? I said, he's seven feet. What you mean he's gonna play the two? He's gonna play the two? I'm like, this is nuts." Yep. And I remember we played a pickup couple of pickup games, and I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's arms is ridiculous. There's no way I'm gonna. I had to try to run by him and get to the rim as fast as I could, and yeah. Yeah. I was trying to dunk the ball from places where I couldn't dunk the ball because I'm like, yo, if, if I lay it up, he's gonna block this shit. There's no way. Yeah, but man, uh, Ed Davis gets hurt. I moved to the four. The rest <laughs> is history. By the end of my career, I was a center, bro. NBA <laughs> <laughs> is wicked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So you really, so you really, you really went to UNC thinking you were about to be a wingman. You was well, about yeah, to be Vince. A wing, you know, um, it was more of like a developmental guy. You know, that's what Coach saw me as at the wing. I was naturally a power forward in my in my high school class. I was a power forward. Um, tried to play the wing. Didn't have much success. I did okay. I was a freshman. Yeah. He's like catch Ed a shoe guy mostly. Ed Davis yeah. breaks his wrist. Coach is like we slide you to the four. I took off from there. So. A uh, little bit of divine timing, um, you know, changed my career, man. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So, so I uh, I work with uh, Mr. Henson with MSG Networks, and we do a bunch of sports betting content. Now that uh, John can officially talk about that, uh, right. so we're going to talk about the brackets that are coming out. We'll, we'll talk about the Western Conference as well, and I want to get Danny's pick, uh, pick Danny's brain on what John is doing now uh, with okay. all the sports betting that he gets involved in. But let's let's talk about this because. I, I I couldn't help it earlier today. I was on t- I was on TV with John, and we were talking about the NCAA tournament. And I was mm-hmm. like, "How can we not talk about what happened with the UNC Tar Heels? All the way from national championship appearance mm-hmm. to not in the tournament at all." I think who who said was it was it Drake who said that from top five to not mentioned at all? I'm sorry, that's like a. Hey, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. It's I gotta keep it real. All right, uh, first and foremost, guys, what the hell happened with your squad? Uh, you wanna go first, John, or you want me to? I'll, I'll jump in since y'all gonna do the, yeah, the betting ahead, stuff yeah, later. Yeah, and I can't yeah, talk. I've been asked this ten times, literally today. Um, <laughs> honestly, man, I said we missed a lot with uh having you know Brady be gone. Uh, he he was a big part of what they did last year. Uh, Brady Manic, he was a. Uh, he was a good locker room presence for them. But I also think it's a lot of it was just last year, we were decent. We weren't that great either to start. You know, um, they got hot at the right time and they started playing well together. And I don't think they found that they could ever find that chemistry again once, you know, things changed a little bit. Um, I think a lot of it was also, you know, confidence can make or break a lot of people and a lot of teams. Once you see teams are coming at you and you're seeing that you lost a couple in a row, I don't think they ever bounced back from certain losses the way they should have. Um, if you have that type of character or that type of personnel with that type of character on your team to to uplift your leaders like that. Um, I think there's gonna be some changes this summer. Or, you know, you'll see probably some more guys hit the transfer portal. Uh, you, you may see some guys make a leap or make a jump or try to play overseas or whatever it may be or leave school early just because they probably don't want to be in school anymore. But um, yeah, man, it, it was just, I mean, I guess I'm going to say us coming back down to life or, you know, we had a good high, we had a good run um, and we just couldn't find a rhythm. And I think that kind of led into some insecurities, you know, slipping in and some confidence lacking, slipping in and and guys never really finding back their, their chemistry or groove um, to where they, you know, where they were last year. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about last year, I don't remember what seed we were, but we weren't a hot seed. Um, so it's not like we were just a number one overall seed. We definitely got hot. Mm-hmm. I always use the term like lightning doesn't strike twice, and you got to respect the game. They got a little freedom last year and took advantage of it and got hot. I think they try to roll over that same formula. 
And that's just not how basketball works. You got to share the ball, especially with assists being down. Um, that was a big thing, I think, with this team. And they had a lot of assists. They won games. And just, you know, analytically, the shooting. We were one of the worst three-point shooting ACC teams um, over the conference uh, schedule. And as you know, Carolina usually is a pretty good three-point shooting team. You know, that's kind of what they recruit, wings that can shoot the ball. So it was just a bad formula, man, this year. Um, you know, and, and things didn't mesh well as we wanted them to. And, and at the end of the day, they still had a chance. You know, if they win, they beat Virginia. You know, if they beat Duke and they get and they go to the tournament and they do some things in the tournament, I think we're still talking about them in the tournament. So even that quadruple um, loss to Alabama, they were talking about if they win that game, they're in the tournament. So it wasn't like a – Super failure, per se, to get into the tournament. But um, just a rough season, man. Uh, they're going to go back to the drawing board. They're doing some things with NIL. They're trying to catch up um, as far as that goes with the other schools and other programs. So I think the sky's the limit, man. Uh, I think next year they'll be right back in the mix and uh, a little more hungry uh, and also knowing, like, <laughs> this could really happen. We could go from number one to not in the tournament. So that's also good. Yeah, All right, that's, so, that's, that's where Brady came into play, too, three-point shooting and that, that yep. leadership. They had a good rebounding with Armando. But the NIL, let me bring up that. It's just so crazy because, you know, college for us was a while ago. It's 10 years for you, 14 years for me. Yeah. Um, we didn't have any of that, man. Yeah. And I'm watching Outer Banks. I see Armando on on, yeah. on the show. And I'm like, what do they have a Tyler Hansborough jersey on the show, Outer Banks? So these guys are getting so many other deals. And you could transfer without losing a year and, it's so many things that come into play, which kind of junks up the college game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I think Carolina, I wouldn't say behind on it, but we never prided ourselves on on bringing guys in, doing it that way type situation. So I think it's hard for us to kind of open that door fully and be like, all right, we're open to doing this. Let's make sure we, you know, recruit these guys this way. Um, we were always recruited off of what we built from the past and what the resume holds like. You should, it should be an honor for you to come here at Carolina. We shouldn't have to pay you. We shouldn't have to get you this or this type of deal. Um, and I said, we're still adapting and adjusting to it, but hopefully we get on it a little sooner because it looks like kids don't really care to go to school unless they're getting I those mean, type of deals. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. These other schools with this NIL stuff, they already had their stuff in place. Now they can bring it above ground. They already yeah. had their <laughs> owners. They already had yeah. their money. They already had they, they already had that in place. So now all the school... School X and the SEC had to do and say, "All right, fellas, yeah. you're good now. You can go, you can, look, you can just give us a just give us some money straight to our face, right?" Mm-hmm. I think Carolina has to. I know they'd have to convince the donors to understand. And then there's a fine line between NIL. You don't want to have a donor giving up so much, giving so much money that they're influencing who's being recruited, who's playing. And those mm. things are, are going to start to happen as well. So it's a whole can of worms. I don't think it's sustainable, but I love the fact that the kids is getting to the money. Cause I remember I had to scrape together a couple hundred bucks and, and, and get something to eat and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah, speaking, speaking of money, since John, you could, you could, I guess this is totally fine for you <laughs> uh, as a North Carolina alum. I'm assuming you bet on your squad this year. I, you know, I leave them alone, bro, because I think of my heart, dog. Like, I, ah, I really can't even so help smart it, bro. Like, <laughs> I can't help it. Like, like, I really can't. Like, I ain't going to lie to you. I'll believe they're going to win and they'll lose. And I believe they're going to lose and they'll win. So, like, I stay away from Carolina. I swear, I stay away. Never bet never bet with your heart, only with your uh, your IQ. So, I, I, I'm with yeah. you, my friend. I, I Good, good on you. Good on you. Uh, even though of- I can't talk about this, H, I don't know if we've talking about spoken about this at all. Uh-oh. Even when I'm allowed to, I'm not really a gambler, bro. I'm just, I just can't do it. Yeah. But I do play cards. So, but I mostly play cards to learn my teammates. You know what I'm saying? To get like a little camaraderie on the plane. So Ooh, I do play okay. Bure. I don't know if you play any Bure, John, but I do play Bure. I've had some very, listen, Bure. I've had some good Bure days. I've had some bad Bure days, but That's- definitely a team bonding. <laughs> thing um it, it was a lot better later in my career when i had a little money in my pockets but, uh, <laughs> it's fun you know what i mean i feel like this type of game was not much bonding as much you know what i'm saying it's a little different but cards i'll play cards but gambling i couldn't see myself because i said i i i wouldn't say i go with my heart as much i just i just don't have a lot of good luck when it comes to picking certain things it'll be that night like the team that is supposed to win it'll be a full moon and the night that i actually try to gamble on them you know they go oh for 20 from three or some shit like that so I, I just, danny when when you're done, when you're done playing, 
Just give mm-hmm. me a John some bankroll. We'll make sure. Well, like, we'll make sure you turn you a profit. <laughs> now, now that I'm on the other side, so the reason how I kind of knew about gambling is because my friends used to always bet on football and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would always be around it and hear the lingo. So, naturally, I started understanding it. And so, you know, I'm now that I learned about it, I'm like, yo, you never know. Because I remember when I was with the Bucks and we were a 15-win team and the Nets mm. had to win a game to get to the playoffs, <laughs> right? And we beat them. And then we had no shot. We were just like the last game of the season. And we <laughs> they did not go to the playoffs. I cannot imagine the people that bet. Side of the gambling side of that. I would have been breaking my TV. Like, because really – did not I won't say not care about the game, but we were just out there. It didn't matter out. to them. Yeah, it wasn't. It was, yeah. and that's when you're probably playing your best basketball. It's carefree. You have nothing to lose or nothing exactly. to gain from you. Like I was gonna hoop, and y'all probably playing your best basketball, having fun, kicking their ass, and they're like, "Damn, we gotta win this game." There's so much pressure yep. on them. Yep. Man, uh, it's a toss-up. So, it's a point flip, man. You never know. Yeah, so I guess we're we're, we're I, I do want to go back to some UNC memories, but you know we're, we're here now, so let me, let's just talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Danny, now that you know, I, I, I'm curious. How do you feel about like you, your games have always been betted on? Now it's just legal in a lot of places across the country. What mm-hmm. does that mean for not just you as an NBA player, but what if what is that? How do you think your your friends, your your comrades in the NBA are are dealing with that? Or how do you think they feel about like everybody like wagering if they're gonna get that eight points, and if you don't, yeah. if, if you only get seven, you done lost me. You done lost me a grip. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen a lot of people speak on this on random podcasts, and I've noticed that it, I'm gonna say it's breaking some homes or some friendships. But it it makes it makes it a weird thing. It's a weird dynamic. It kind of junks the game up a little bit. And also, it's that not your friendships or your circles, but people that you maybe acquaintances with, or people that you may know, or you don't know at all. But people are now before they were just fans. Now they're gambling fans. So it's like. All right, I, I I liked you a lot. You know what I'm saying? I mess with your game a lot. You, I love when you hit threes. Then it's like, all right, he's he hit so many threes. I'm saying, look, he can get two and a half today, or or he get at least three tonight. And if you don't get that, now you're like, yo, this this bastard. Every time I bet on him, he don't make no shots. So like, now you might be losing some fans. Some fans, you know, they, they might hate you at a point at, because of the gambling situation. And some family member, obviously, some of the homies in the circle, they're from New York, the Knicks fans, they might bet on you or bet on the Knicks or bet on your team. Like, oh, y'all for sure got it. And then they actually random. Now they ask you random questions. You're like, what the hell's going on, bro? Like, yo, so is uh, so-and-so playing tonight? I'm like, nigga, why? Why? Nah, hey, I I remember specifically, like, um, I was in college. We were playing Washington. Didn't know anything about sports gambling. But I got this nasty Facebook message. Because (laughs) at the end of the game, I... I tried to goaltend uh, Isaiah Thomas's shot because the clock had run out, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just going to goaltend or whatever. <laughs> I think I, like, grabbed it after the clock or whatever, something like that. Anyways, dude was like, what the F are you doing? Why would you touch the ball? Do you know what you could have done to the – I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like, so, like, that was in 2012, bro. So, like, <laughs> I can't imagine, like, with, like you know, I, I kind of stopped playing when that gambling took off. So I never got to really experience it, but I cannot imagine like what, you know, DG or certain guys have to deal with where like a cat might be like, yo, so like, how you feeling today? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, like, hold on, bro. DG said he feeling good. Yo, take the over. Like, nah, like, that's real, bro. Like, yeah, how was shoot around? Yo, you feeling good? Jumper feeling nice? All right. Yeah, he's good for two. He's good for two. <laughs> like I was, so, you know, DG, me and Harrison, we go to MSG, right? And we mm-hmm. be sitting like, man, he cooking right now. I mean, he ain't missing three in the whole shoot around. And let's take it. Like, yeah. I feel like things really do that now. You're like, scouting the shoot arounds now to see. Like, you're scouting yeah. the shoot arounds. You're scouting the pregame warm up. Like, yo, he looks like he's feeling good. He ain't missing a shot all warm up. But the crazy thing is that you might feel that good and have a terrible game. You might have a, a shitty shoot around and make all your shots. You just never know how it's going to go some nights. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's been times. Not often, but there's been some times where it didn't feel well. It didn't feel well leaving my hands, but I, I would make shots at night. And sometimes it felt like it was on target. And I'm like, damn, in and out, in and out. And I just missed more. And I was like, damn, I was feeling hot in, in warm-ups and pregame. And you just don't, you know, ever catch that rhythm. But it's just that it's a gamble and it kind of junks up the game a little bit and also can ruin some friendships and um, some households um, gambling. Gambling has ruined many households. And, uh, 
you'll see a lot of that, I guess, in the near fu- in the future, I'm sure. Only thing well, that's for I, sure in gambling is losing, bro. I swear yeah. to God. That is the <laughs> listen, I ain't never hit 10 bets in a day, <laughs> but I done lost 10 in a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's it's it's wicked. Yeah, it no, it's uh it's definitely, and as you know, as John and I have been doing the programming for MSG, we always say uh gamble wisely, responsibly. There are, there's a way to do it that you can actually enjoy it. And you could, you yeah. know, if you, if you're within reason, you could actually, you know, make, you know, decent, uh, decent profit. With that being yeah. said, uh, John, I have a question for you. And then Danny, I think you could, yeah, you could respond to this one. Okay. Uh, thinking of the NCAA tournament yeah. thinking of who might win the whole thing. Uh, actually, I'll let, I'll let Danny go first. Danny, as we're looking at the tournament, what would you say are the most important things that helped you win? Uh, outside of just like the players, the roster, like what mm-hmm. did, what helped you in, and what can Danny's team ran through that? They can't ask. Him that. <laughs> bro, they, they didn't. Know, it, they won every game by fifteen, bro. It like, took us. It took us three, four. It took us four years to get there, right, though. So right, like, right, right. each year we we went further each step. So the first year we lost. I think it was George Mason, like right before the Sweet Sixteen or something like that. The next year we lost to to Georgetown before going to the Final Four. We lost in the Elite Eight. Then we lost in the Final Four to Kansas. So each year, I said, obviously, speaking of the, the group that we, the team this year, like they got hot at the right time. So you obviously need experience. That experience definitely helps because first time being in the final four, that that dome in the backdrop is different. Shooting a ball, you've never played in the arena. It's like a football arena. You're not used to playing in that, having that type of stage uh, that you're on. So it, it takes some experience. Like it takes time to learn that. Obviously, it takes a lot of luck to because any given night, the best team could lose to the worst team. Yeah. And just you having an off night. Um, but mentally, so we had to be locked in, of course, have that luck on us, but we had to have that experience. I think the, the biggest thing was, was that like this past year's team, they had, they had, just got hot at the right moments. They had the chemistry. They were playing well together. They, they saw the bigger picture. I think all of us at the came at the right time, everyone wants to get drafted. Everyone wants to go to the league. Everyone wants their numbers. I think we were come to a point where we all knew that most of us would get drafted and most of everybody eat if we want, but everybody had gotten their numbers, got everything they did throughout the whole season. It's like, all right. We lost last year in the Final Four. We're the better team. We're supposed to be one of the favorites. And the only way to prove that or show that is if we actually come together and see the bigger picture. So we had to make sure that we had everybody on our side or everybody had each other's back. Every every man had each other's back um, in the rotation. So it's like, all right, we're playing for each other now. We're not playing for ourselves. So we had to make sure that, first of all, we had the experience. We had the mentality of seeing the bigger picture and playing for each other, playing for one another and not letting each other down. Um, so those are two main things. And then obviously, you know, we had to, Make sure that we got got our rest, took care of our bodies, and not let any distractions come in. You know, not it's let set in because even though gambling wasn't a thing then, there's still people, donors trying to come in, trying to find out. There's still people trying to, uh, I guess, get information from you. Um, you know, there's still we still had to go to school and go to class and things like that. But there's there's a lot of other distractions with tickets. People trying to buy tickets, people trying to sell tickets, people trying to come in, trying to get so all those type of things come into play. So you have to make sure you limit eliminate distractions, and, and so on and so forth. So. Um, by the time we were seniors, the time I was senior, that's when we won it. We already had been through it three times to be like, all right, now I know how to kind of eliminate these distractions. Now I know how to kind of take it game by game, how we focus in and take care of our bodies and not be so excited that we're here and just and focus on just the winning the game. A lot of times when you're young, you're like, oh, shit, we're in the tournament. I used to watch this all the time when I was a kid. Final four, this stage, I was, you've seen it. Now I'm here. And you're just so caught up in, in the moment that you're not really a chance to like be locked in on the game as much. I think going through it helped us be more locked in and embrace the moment, but also be locked in on the game and not worry about how big the moment was. That is actually some super, super great insight, especially mm-hmm. if you're thinking about looking at teams to win it, you know, because mm-hmm. you got Gonzaga. Houston was there two years ago, so that's interesting. Um, it's funny. I kind of echo the same sentiments at DG. Um, we had, I think, five or six first-rounders on the roster, so – we kind of knew where we would be at. We knew we were going to get drafted. We came together as a team and we decided, you know what, especially my junior year, we were like, you know what, like it's, we got, it's, it's, it's all or nothing. We, we can't mm-hmm. worry about it. We can't worry about what's going on. We can't worry about the distractions. We had lost in the elite eight the year before. Um, so we had got to that, that point. And then my last year, we just had injured. Kendall broke his, Kendall broke his elbow. I had a mm-hmm. messed up wrist. So like, it was just one of them. It was bad luck, but, um, for sure. Coming together, being there before, not, you know, the arena definitely playing in a football stadium. We played at the uh, the Dallas stadium my freshman year. So Jeez. that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So 
yeah, coming together and thinking it's a bigger goal and not letting those distractions come in was another reason why we ended up winning the ACC my last year. We just kind of knew what we were doing. We knew what it what it took, and 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 we and we went from there. And if they didn't get hurt, they definitely would have been that Final Four. Because Kendall, you, know, you need a guy like Kendall. You need a, like one or two goo guys. Um, I feel like I was one of them. We had Marcus Ganyard. You know, he didn't play that year, but we had a guy that was in that locker room that was just you know, all about making sure the team was the team. You know, what I'm saying making sure no other BS. You know you know souped you know seeped into the, the the group and guys thinking of themselves um so we had a couple of group glue guys and i think there's always somebody in the starting lineup and always somebody on the bench and i think kendall was one of those guys and when they yep. missed out on him being hurt it, it hurt a lot of the chemistry because all he did was care about feeding his guys and getting them running you know setting the table mm-hmm. and making sure everybody got plates you know what i'm saying so that's what kendall was doing and, and without him you know being there it hurt them a lot and of course john with his wrist it, it was tough man but if they were healthy they they had some good pieces put together. They wanted a better teams to come out of Carolina. I didn't win it uh, talent wise, so they would have definitely been the final four for sure. I think if they weren't it was, hurt, it was like it was like. And then it's on top of that, we were missing our starting point guard. We got Stillman White starting. He never played, um, and we still were in a possession or two at the end of the game for Kansas in the lead eight. So you know we played them. We played them well. Um, and and that's just you know that's just the nature of the beast, man. Um, yeah, lot, know, some luck comes to play. You got to be healthy. Yeah, luck comes, comes into play. In the, too you gotta be healthy man. Play. So, um, but it was you know college was one of my still the best times i had man for sure like just with my teammates man i'm still close with all of them um and then on top of that we got the gym my junior was a lockout year so like we was the only thing of smoking right there on tv right mm. now so it, was, it, was, it was fun man <laughs> yeah now college is definitely so i missed that that part of it um i do have it at moments with teams in the league uh, but the camaraderie, they you have your no choice but to be brothers. You know what I'm saying? You live together. You're in the gym all the time. You're in classes all the time. Um, you know, in the league, guys have families. Guys do their own thing. Guys have their own groups of people. Um, you only have time where you can – and not all teams communicate or, can you know, do play cards on the on the, on the the plane. Um, so you don't get that type of interaction as much. You don't get just to hang out as much. You do it every once in a while, certain trips. But I think that really helps a group come together. And actually, if you can see your – brother your teammate in all these scenarios instances it allows you to get to know him better and I was telling one of the coaching staff today like you know Memphis was a great situation for me I enjoyed it I enjoyed the group because they actually messed with each other I like it here too I said but the only way I could really get to know them they respected me but the only way that I can get them to really really understand what I'm saying or respect me more is I actually get a chance to play with them and be on the battlefield with them Um, so I can tell them as much as I want to but until they see me actually doing it or holding myself accountable the way I'm holding them accountable, they're not going to respect it as much. They still respect what I have to say, but it's going to be easier for me to relay that message or it's going to be they're going to it's going to, you know, it's going to, I guess, hit home better when they see me or actually in the battlefield with them and doing it with them out there. So I'm like, Yo, I can tell them as much as I want to. We talked about a lot of championship stuff today about our group being the most disciplined group um, because we have good talent. We don't have a lot to beat to beat everyone. So in order for us to make it there. We got to be the most disciplined and all these habits that we're doing. And I'm not saying it, it, it's too late, but we have good habits in place already. This, this group has really good habits. They just have to do it all the time now. And it's not just against the good teams. You have to do it against the bad teams and the good teams. And for longer time, try to do 40 minutes, but nobody's doing 40 minutes, but at least 40, 42. Try to do it for longer than other team. And those habits usually come out when you play the bad teams. Um, so we talked about championship aspirations and, and what it takes to do to get there. And said, I I said my piece, but it's like I was like, like yo, they, I see you kind of you bite your tongue sometimes. It's like I don't want to be the one that's lecturing. The coaches already talk to me all the time. I tell them some when I can, and my door's always open if they want to talk to me. But I know I won't hit home as 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 hard as it should until I'm out there on the floor with them. When I'm like, oh, I'm in the battlefield. All right, I'm being back. Or I'm cracking back. Or I'm boxing out. And they see me, you know, bust my ass, get on the floor, get a loose ball, and actually scrap with them and doing the dirty work. And they're like, all right. You know, DG, he's with it. He's going to be in the battlefield with us. And he's going to battle. He ain't going to make excuses. He's going to do the little things we need him to do. And whatever he says or expects of me or, or or relays to me, I know, you know, it's coming from a good place and that, you know, I need to do it because he he's actually doing this shit now at 35 years old. OG three ring talk right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking of... Th- Speaking of three rings, uh, that one of uh, there's another ring. There was a the, the championship ring that allows me to tell a story. And don't let my Chapel Hill story be better than the ones that you guys tell. I'm gonna ask. I don't know if Ace told I, you, John, but John uh, Ace has been to Chapel Hill a couple times when I was there, so he came down there a couple yeah. times. Can I? Can some... I? Can I tell my? Can I tell my story? Can I tell my story? 
All right. So, so after uh, Danny wins the national championship, uh, me and a couple of homies, we get in the car, we drive down to Chapel Hill. Mostly everybody left, but there were still some people around because it was like Easter break. So I got to celebrate or at least see the campus with Danny as a champion. It was kind of dope. I remember staying at his crib, which I think Tyler Hansbro and Ty Lawson lived at. I remember going to the Dean Dome and shooting in the, on the hoops and hooking up. The, back in the day, you had the little iPod shuffle that you could yeah. put onto the iPod <laughs> deck. You were playing right, right, it right. in the arena, shooting at like yeah, 11 yeah. o'clock on a Friday night. It was dope. Uh, my favorite part was going to the Players Club, which was uh, <laughs> a place that was frequented it's often. still around. I think it's still there, honestly. It might be yeah. called something different, but it's still there. And I was treated to uh, free beverages uh, for majority of the night because somehow <laughs> some people confused me for Ty Lawson. I took it <laughs> and I ran with it. It was a good. It was one of my favorite experiences, and that happened a while ago now, but I still remember it vividly. Uh, with that being said, uh, this is a time of year where you're not just watching people celebrate uh, epic wins, but March Madness is also known for the times where. Kids are breaking down and they get an emotional. It's their last college game where they lost on a buzzer beater or there's this euphoria because you had this Cinderella type of win. If I go back to your North Carolina career, John, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. What is the most emotional moment associated with your time with the Tar Heels? Oh, that's easy. Um, we um, went to the NIT my freshman year. Mind you, I'm number one power forward in my class, top five player. Um, thinking I'm potentially a one and done. Um, we lost to Dayton in the championship and I just broke down, dog. I started crying, man. Like that was just, it was just a, it was, it was a rough, it was a rough night for me. And then, you know, what to compound that the best feeling I've ever had to this day was we were picked like middle of the road ACC my sophomore year. We ended up beating Duke at Carolina to win it outright. So like those were, that was literally 12 month difference. So like, yeah. It was um, a beautiful feeling, man, uh, to win that and, and get over that hump. But uh, those are the two kind of most emotional moments I had because, you know, it, NIT, UNC, dog, especially after the year yeah. they had just won it. They had just won it, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take, yeah, yeah, take <laughs> me inside. Yeah, That's take me inside. That's a full spin, man, of the year. Yeah. That's a full year. Yeah. 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 Take, take, take me inside, like, take me inside that whole, like, wave of emotions because, one, you got to get – you got to get emotionally prepared to even play in the NIT and appreciate that you're even there. Yeah. And then you like get high and you fall and then you crumble. Like, you take us through the wave. Yeah, like, you know, we 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 talked, you know, coach came into the locker room, like, yo, what do y'all think we should do? Um, at the time, we had, like, five or five freshmen. Uh, Dion Doughboy, Marcus, they were kind of on their way out, you know, older guys. So, like, they had one already. So, you know, it was more so for us. And, and shout out to them dudes, man, like, really – being with it, playing in it, and, and and wanting to be a part of that, and it was such a humbling experience. I always say it changed my career because, mm. you know, I was talking to a former UNC guy that I won't say his name. He's like, "Yeah, I got humbled the first game when I died." I said, "You got humbled the first game in the league, yo? That's tough." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I was, I think it was a blessing, man, because I worked hard that summer. My focus was was I was laser focused. Um, we weren't playing around anymore. Like, and, and it, it kind of, you know, propelled us to be, put Carolina back where they should be at, you know, and, and represent that name on the chest. So it was a, it was a, in 12 month span, it was from lows to the lows to the highs to the highs. And it was a blessing, man. And, um, you know, I just, you know, thank God. It was, it was, it was, it was divine timing, God's playing luck, all that kind of wrapped in one, man. That's the one thing that I didn't like about playing in the league. I, I loved everything about playing in the league, but mm especially when I was younger, the opportunity to act, because I was so locked in of trying to make a team, make a rotation, get a contract, being around the team, and also short summers. But you have an opportunity to go back to school and play with those guys more. Because I, I always loved playing pickup. And I always mm -hmm. played pickup when I was my four years there and even, like, the first couple of years. But I didn't have the summers the way I wanted to. Especially the first couple of years, we had to be summer league. We had to do this. We had to do that, be with the team. And I wasn't a top guy where I got contracts right away. Even if I did, I still was locked in on, on trying to be, you know, better for the next year. But I wish I had more time and more opportunities to actually see more of the college games and also interact with them or go back. Um, I know I, I'd imagine I'd have more time once I'm done playing. But at that point, I'm not playing many pickup games. Then the health insurance is a little different. This is set up a little different when you're when you're not playing the league anymore. And when you're 40 years old, 
you know, but I'll go back and watch. I'll go back and talk to him a little bit, but I wish I had more time to actually go back and, and hoop with them. So maybe this summer I might get a chance to, I'm, I'm 35 now, but I, I, you know, still stay in shape a little bit, play a couple, you know, pick up games without getting hurt. Right. John, what I find, what I, what I also, I find so captivating about this time of year is like, I remember when I was younger and I was saying, yo, when I, when I get to, if I, if I make it to NCAA tournament, I'm not crying. Everybody, everybody's crying like and the cameras you know the you know the ncaa cameras all up on you they did that all they, in they, your face they always find the person who's balling in tears yeah. what was it about playing in at unc that just what what does that because you guys you guys think, didn't cry when you 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 barely if you cried you cried barely in the nba yeah no i didn't something I, that when you when you're in college though it's like well, why explain that man. to me it's just you just feel like you're at the height of your career. I mean, for me, the most emotional time um, was when senior night when my dad was able to come watch me play. And I think after we won a national championship, I cried a little bit, but not as much. I think Wayne Wayne won a Final Four MVP, and I saw him tearing up. But that kind of made me, you know, I was like, damn, you know, this is this might be it for us. You know what I'm saying this is it for our brother. It's like this is my senior year. We we're done. Um, but I also didn't think my, my dad would be able to see me play again, you know, because he was incarcerated for a couple of years. But he was able to come down and, and watch and have my family there. But winning on that stage and, and being there, hold the trophy up um, and have your family there watching you do it and knowing like, you know, this is the top of the top and this might be the end of it. So it's like, yo, mm. and this is stuff that I watched when I was a kid, when I was five years old, it's school that I dreamed of going to and achieving something that I thought I'd never achieve, being able to win a championship, hold up the trophy, and, you know, for the school that I always loved and be a part of, and I'll be in history books forever for doing this. Um, so, yeah, that just kind of brings a lot of emotions on, and you, know, you see your family there cheering you, happy, proud of you. Um, it's, it's hard to, to, to hold back, man. It's hard to, you know, fight it. You know, you just, sometimes emotions get the best of you. And um, I don't think there's any other time that I got that emotional in the league um, even when an NBA championship, I don't think I got that emotional. But there was sometimes, maybe when I came back this year from the knee injury, I was like, man, I didn't know how how soon it would happen. It's like, damn, I might cry out there, but I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> um, it was cool. It was chill. But outside of that, yeah, those those times, was that you're a young kid, you just think like, yo, this is this is the world. This is it. I don't know if it's gonna be any better than this. Yeah, it was. It's like a. I would call it like a life sacrifice. You don't know what's gonna happen in the NBA. Nobody knows, right? Like, you know. DG's play forever. I had a decent career lengthwise. So like you never know what could happen. And you know, college, you go, you study, you go into class. I remember going and sleep in the locker room because I didn't want to miss the lifts. Like yeah. this is a whole different it's like a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of sacrifice. And you yes, you're rewarded with that legacy and that trophy, but you know, you're playing for each other, and that's that's it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why, like, I'm still close with certain cats that I live with because it's just a whole – we grew up together. You know, we went through mm -hmm. stuff together, you know. So when you get to that peak, man, like, it, it definitely could get emotional, man. Um, you know, we – in NIT, it was more emotion, like, man, like, what's going on? Like, what, what, what you know what I mean? So, like, that was – like, yeah. you know what I mean? So that was, that was the thing for me. Like, it was just kind of like I had to, you know, I had to wipe the tears off and get back to work. You know what I mean? So um, – yeah, yeah, you you with them dudes it's, every day, man. all summer. You going out with them, you ride. friendships, relationships, all type of stuff you're going through. I said it can get the best of you, bro. It's just, just how it is in that type of lifestyle. It's said the sacrifice of, of work, class, um, all those things. And some of them are just humbling realizations of that it's over. I don't know what's gonna happen. And you can get humbled in a good way. You can humble in a bad way. As said, John said, he thought one and done. He's like, damn, you know, we actually. I thought it was this was it. I'm actually not as. Where, I'm, where I, where I want to be. And that, that's happened before, too. It's like, damn, I came here. I thought I was going to be playing or starting. I didn't start to my senior year. So there was a couple of years. I'm like, damn, I, what, am I, what do I do? Do I transfer? Do I go somewhere? Do I leave? Um, do I stay and fight? Uh, so there's a lot of emotional times, especially when you're going through. You might have something going on in class. You might have something going on with your girlfriend at the time. You you know, you don't know what's going on. So there's a lot of emotions at a young age that you're, you're you know, trying to figure out. Once you know yourself a little bit, you're an adult. You know yourself a little better. So you know that life's not going to be over. <laughs> You're like, all right, I've kind of been through some things already, so it's not that serious. But when you're younger, you you let those emotions out. Hey, the league, I, is, I, the league is a business, bro. Like, you know, yeah. you can get emotional, but it's a business, bro. Like, you in that ship, you might be contract gear. <laughs> you might not be getting it. You might, you might be like, man, this is going to be cool, but I know they're not going to pay me. Or You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. So, like, yeah. you know, college is like, 
you win a ship, you kings of the, you know, you kings of the castle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I do want to get to the pro game because uh, there are some futures that I want to discuss here with John and get Danny's opinion. But before we do that, because Danny just referenced it and I didn't realize I could bring this up. Uh, John, did you, like my friend Danny, date a woman from that other school in North huh. Carolina? Oh, gosh. Duke. <laughs> Yeah, did did, did you? Funny, it was hilarious. Uh, I I didn't. I I never dated anyone from Duke. You know, (laughs) may have hung out with a few. My sister went to Duke too, so like, I always had the plug over there. You know, she was playing over there. If I needed, I needed to speak with somebody. You know, John's had his fair share of Duke. The Duke. I should say, I don't say that. Why? But John had his fair share. He is. He talked to a couple people there because, interestingly enough, uh, the person that I did date at the time, he used to talk to one of her line sisters, which is yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) From New York, he actually he actually got me in trouble one time. (laughs) Is that is 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 not safe? Is that story safe for air? Is it? Uh, We ain't using no names. I don't think they tune into this podcast. (laughs) We we are. They way this is way long ago, but yeah, you know, in you in college, you know, you talk in your relationship, and it's like you know, the alliances. So I'm hearing information about the alliances to tell John information. You know, it gets back in full circle, and it's like, ah, oh, shit. So got to a question. Like, why would you tell John that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just on me. <laughs> so yeah, I, I didn't know the I didn't know the connection was that heavy until yeah. like reached out. I said, oh, <laughs> yeah, it happens, bro. I was like, oh, oh well, I eat that. But I was like, yeah, you know. But yes, John. Yeah, John. Been he been. I only dated one person from Duke, and I probably won't ever do it again. But yeah, it was. It was cool. Rumor, <laughs> rumor, ha- rumor has it, John, that Danny used to go to the Duke campus with his snake around his neck and oh, act like guy. he was boss. <laughs> <laughs> you heard yeah. those rumors? No, nah. <laughs> I've not heard those rumors, man. But you know, I- I'll take it back, man. I think the reason why I chose Carolina was because like the energy and the spirit that that previous team had when I hung out with them in a family environment. Um, I, that's the biggest reason by far. Like yeah. I, I, it was, it was, it was so different than all my other visits, like by far and away. Cause the other visits I went on, I feel like cats was jealous. Yeah. I feel like cats was like, kind of like. You could feel tension it, in other areas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it don't feel like a family. You came to Carolina. I felt that when I got there, we had Marv Q and them, yeah. Dave, uh, Shad, we had Raymond, we had Sean. They all, they all good. Good. I think Marcus is one of the big energy guys that f- makes you feel like, all right, these guys are a family. So we had me, Marcus. We had a couple guys, and you're like, all right, this is this is a group that I want to play with. Sure, so man. yeah, we it had was, that. We had that type of love. vibe, man. It, it, it was love, man. Like it, yeah. it wasn't because for one, all like, everybody was nice, mm-hmm. top to bottom. So like it wasn't no hating energy, bro. It was just have a good time, man. This is I love this place. You know, you'll love it too. And so. You know, I, I don't know how the energy is now. I know the yeah. campus is not like it used to be. Yeah, I've been up different. there a few times. So, like, you know, but when I was, when I went on my visit, when I was there, it was rocking. But, uh, shit, oh. uh, Dexter had a, I, the, the, no, the snake rumor is not true. I think Dex had a snake <laughs> as well. I don't think his, Dex, do you see how long it took him to deny it? It took Dex a while to deny it. But I probably do still have tickets over there at Duke. I, I definitely had, uh, parking tickets over there. They're probably unpaid still at this point because I wasn't on canvas. But yes, I used to go over there, not with the snake, no. Um, but yeah. I had to pay my, uh, definitely parking tickets. I had to pay my parking tickets off. I remember. Yeah. I had to pay them at Carolina. I don't know how to pay them at Duke, but I had to pay my parking tickets off for sure. I tried to re-enroll. They're like, we're not releasing nothing until you pay. Can't get, your, can't get your diploma or nothing. Like, all right. Like, until you, you, get, pay, until you pay your parking tickets? You got to pay your tickets. You can't get nothing I, I just done. needed to get my transcript to re-enroll. They were like, yeah, you yeah, blocked You're off, not getting like, nothing. Wait, I had hold, a, on, hold on. What's the, so what's the, money, what's the money you, you got get? Your diploma, like, but a, you have your paper diploma now. Yeah, I had to pay my tickets first. Yeah. That's why I was also trying to get Pell Grant. So back then, you got the four NL. The biggest thing was the Pell Grant. <laughs> you ain't getting that shit if you ain't paying your parking tickets. Like, oh yeah, we got this program for you, but uh, we can't release it until you pay these fines. Like, Damn, you go like three, four dollars a ticket. Like shit. Uh, imagine that one national championship. You can't even get your paper diploma. That's nah, crazy. So, <laughs> nah, so you better pay your parking like, tickets. Like five seventy five. When I saw like the five seventy five when I was in school. I was like, dog, how am I gonna do this? I ain't, I gotta call my parents. Like, yo, this, yo, it was a scary days, bro. Like, five hundred dollars a lot back then, bro. I, I remember five seventy five. I was like, man, shit, I could put like three hundred towards it. Like, oh, mom, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
Oh, that's uh, rich. Uh, okay, uh, let's a little bit more on college basketball uh, for a little bit. So um, John has picked out uh, Alabama to go and win the national championship. And Danny, you might just see Alabama's best player in the NBA next season, Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely definitely see him. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Probably, yeah, we're definitely going to see him. He's probably going to, at this point, he's probably going to be the number two pick. Uh, a lot of people like him to skip over Scoot Henderson uh, from the G League Ignite and be right behind Victor Webanyama. He's about 6'9", long, can do everything. He's gotten to a little bit of controversy because his former teammate from Alabama uh, yeah. uh, ha- has been accused of uh, capital murder uh, in the murder of uh, somebody in that Tuscaloosa area on a unfortunate evening uh but nonetheless that is going to be some controversy that's surrounding miller because apparently according to court reports he ended up bringing the gun that was used in the the murder of this of this young woman uh now there's conflicting reports did he know he was bringing the gun for what reasons xyz Mm -hmm. xyz we don't have to get into all of that but uh i john can you explain why you're rolling with alabama despite all of this controversy and danny i know you've been looking at nba scouting reports and looking at tape so uh, once you hear John's evaluation, I'm curious of what you think about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, being a college basketball analyst this year, I had to take a deep dive and really watch college basketball. And Alabama just is, looks like the team, like the team that they have older guards, which they have experience. They've got a young dude that's 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 can go. Obviously, they've got the bigs. They can they defend. I want to say uh, there was a stat between uh, transition efficiency and deficiency efficiency, their top 10 of both of those in the last four mm. teams was like 2017 Gonzaga, 2018 Gonzaga, the championship uh, North Carolina team in like 27, like, you know, like there was only like four teams that were ever in those categories. So like, I think they're going to be there to the end, man. They, they can play any type of game. They have all, they have the size, they have the guards. Um, in a shaky college basketball season, I see them at least being, and, and the number one seed is one, I think it's six out of the last seven years. Yeah, so, I think it's five, yeah, six out of the last seven, five straight. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Alabama. So they're, they're a one seed. And they're a one seed. Oh, How many they years? Got a lottery, they got a lottery talent at, at, at swing, but they don't. I mean, Nate Oates is a solid coach, but it's not a, he's not a, many, a brand name head coach. How many tournament? appearances how many how much experience is it the last two or three years have they been I in i think they went i think they went to the last year they went to the sweet 16 i mean they, they had the same in, group of been, yeah, yeah. same they've group of guys so they sound like they sound very promising but said so the distractions could be you know how college that that weighs on you a little more when you're a young kid you know what i'm saying a lot of these kids have grown up behind social media so i'm sure they know the weight of it the the ins and outs the annoyingness of fans this and other and how it can you know, wearing your list so it doesn't affect them as much as it would us because back then we had a newspaper article come out about us or any type of article on Facebook or something. They were like, damn, we're thinking about it. Um, but that distraction could make them come together. It all depends on what type of lock room they have. This could so, bring them together so, or this could Danny, be a distraction of like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, brought them, it's brought them together because uh-huh. I'm going to tell you what happened. Nate Oates tightened up. Mm. The shoot arounds got a little from college basketball guys. The shoot arounds got a little tighter. I think mm. as, a, as a unit, they've, kept, they've come together. And if you look at how they played over the, I mean, they lost to AM at home, but they had already locked up the uh, SEC championship and they ran through the SEC tournament, beat them by 20. And like, they, yeah. it, it's, it's almost like it's brought them together, man, like as a mm-hmm. team, man. And it's tightened up the ship. And they got a guy out of the locker room that may could have been an issue as well. So, Ooh, like, God, yeah, I mean, it seemed like he was definitely a goddamn issue. You know, like, it might not be a guy in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it, might not, it might not be a good fit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it looks like they've come together, man, because because they, they've been playing well. Well, I, I say this, uh, I don't watch it as much as I should, and I don't know as much as I, I should about the college game, but I, I've come to notice when I hear people talking about it or looking at it, it doesn't seem like anybody's head and shoulders above anybody um, that's out there. There's not a, lot of a bunch of talent. Like, there's not a bunch of talent out there. Like, like oh, this, this is a different – like, even the teams that got a four-seed or a three-seed, they're like, how did this happen? This, these guys, they weren't that good. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a, a you know top-heavy tournament. The teams that are top, top seeds are probably the ones that are going to win. Um, hopefully, so unfortunately, the tournament is one, one and done. So hopefully nobody gets hurt and they don't have any bad nights. You just don't want to have any bad nights. And the, the bad nights that you have, you want to make sure that they're they're not terrible and that you win. <laughs> you got to make your misses. You know what I'm saying? So like that that's pretty much it. You got to have a, a, a decently bad night and make sure it's the only one and make sure that you win that bad night and hopefully get it out of your system early in the tournament to where it's like a, 
a Sweet 16 game, you're like, all right, we played bad there. Because if you have a bad night against one of the better teams further on down the tournament, it's over. But um, this they sound like a promising team to choose to choose for winning the what, bracket. Uh, what was that game? You guys had a tough game. Who was it against that year? What game? LSU. Was that? Yes, that yeah. was a crazy game, dog. Y'all yeah. got past them. I saw they good. That was a it was the same. It was the second game in the tournament. We played somebody a else, some game. random team early, and then LSU was the second game we played in Greensboro, and it was a tight game till the end. We only won by like ten or thirteen, but uh, they had Tasman Mitchell, they had Garrett Temple there. Yeah. Um, and they had a killer. I forget his name. He used to score crazy. Thornton. Um, yeah, yep, yep. Man, Marcus Thornton. Marcus he, Thornton. Yeah, he I used to about get him. buckets in the league, bro. He was baby. He would get bucks in the league, so he got buckets then too. So they was they was going, bro. They was they was hooping. They could light us up. And they had a hell of. I think we had some foul trouble. Maybe Tyler or something. Ty had a wrist issue or hand issue. He made some Thanks. shots late for us, but um, we we were healthy enough. We were good enough. And we, once we got past them. We were good, even though we, we kind of locked in. And we, we had a bad night. I don't know if it was a bad shooting. Night. We didn't shoot well, but we had our bad night. And it was like, all right, we got that out of the system. We good. We made one that one, and from there, we pretty much just locked in and got more focused. We had to play Gonzaga. We had to play Gonzaga. We ended up playing Oklahoma with Blake and his brother. We ended up beating the hell out of both of them, and then we're like, all right, Final Four. We had Villanova. We ended up beating the hell out of them, like Michigan State, and we were in Detroit that time. We're like, all right, this is gonna. We, we got to play against the fans too. So this is going to be one of those games where we have to be super locked in to win this game. And we ended up, I said, we just had more experience in them and we ended up running it up quick and getting it out early, you know, Tyler's get everybody in foul trouble. So, um, but our toughest game was LSU, the second game of the tournament. All time game, by the way, like no, no, like just not even cause Danny UNC guys like that was an all time game, bro. Like it was how a tough good game. that game was bro. Like it shouldn't have been forth. a second round game. It should have been like a final four game the way mm -hmm. that was. But they were they were good, man. They were balling. Yeah. All right, we got gonna get you guys up out of here real quick, but uh, might as well go into the pros a little bit more. We talked about Brandon Miller, who's eventually gonna be a pro. He's the kid is really really good. Uh, but John, uh, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna throw you some odds. Can you explain them to Danny? Then get we'll get Danny's opinions. Okay, <laughs> you ready? So, uh, Phoenix Suns right now plus two ninety to win the Western Conference. Denver Nuggets plus 270, and the Golden State Warriors, plus 500. Any of those this numbers? To win, like, the playoff, this is to go to the finals. To win, to yeah. win the West. To win the to West. Warriors are plus 500. Thoughts? And explain, oh. you can explain what what, what, what those odds oh, might, might I mean, be. You know, it's just the, I guess on the plus side, the higher the odds, the lesser chance that they think they're going to do. Gonna so win. Like, the like a five yeah, to so one, like yeah. Warriors, so if I bet 100 on the Warriors, then I win a thousand, right? Because it's plus five hundred. It's plus five hundred. Oh no, I win five hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five hundred. Yes. 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 So, so yeah, I win five hundred if I bet on the Warriors to win. All five to one odds. So plus two seventy was Denver or or Phoenix. Plus two plus two seventy was Denver, and they have so the they have the, they have, they have the they highest have the, odds. They have the highest yeah. odds. Yes. Yes. So uh -huh. they, that's who they're assuming is going to do. I, I really, to be honest, bro, I don't know what's going to happen with that West because. You're not it's all over the place. Get, you're not even gonna get to see like everybody healthy <laughs> on Phoenix into the playoffs, right? Because Katie's mm. probably gonna come back around the playoff time, so uh, it can get tricky. But I do believe that home court advantage really matters. And I, I don't know, DG. There's never been a team that's like a six or seven. I don't care if it is the Suns. We'll go through that gauntlet and get yeah. to the like. It, that's. T I mean, we saw the Lakers like oh, a couple years ago. We like, oh, they AC. They can. Phoenix got them boys out of there. Like, yeah, you know I mean? so like, there's not many low seeds that have that have gotten that far. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen often. You know what I mean, so uh, I don't know what's gonna happen in that way. I think this will be the year that we see it, though. <laughs> um, right. We got Denver and Memphis and Sac fighting for two and three. Um, I, I I don't see any of those teams getting winning the West. Honestly, Denver has a chance, but I don't see them winning the West. I see the bottom teams having a better shot, like the Golden States, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Clippers, uh, I don't think the Clippers as much anymore as I thought before early in the season. Um, Dallas, uh, I think they're still figuring it out. It's too not late playing for them. defense, bro. It's over for them. They're not playing. There's a lot of teams. Uh, Lakers are going to sneak in and get a playoff. They're going to get in the playoffs, but not enough time for them, the chemistry wise. Like I said, D'Lo and them are playing well. Uh, Vanderbilt, AD, without them, or see how implemented all of them together is going to be different. I think they're going to be good, though. They're going to give some team a run, but they, I see them losing. First, second round, and six. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's gonna be it's all over the place with the West, man. But I think one of those lower seeds. I, I said 
I think Phoenix Golden State are the, the favorites for most people when they're healthy, but I don't see any of them, either one of those teams staying healthy. Wiggs has been out all season hurt, and the chemistry has been tough. And Phoenix, Book, CP, and KD have all had injuries all year, and I hope they're healthy. I hope they stay healthy. But I think it's where a team like Sacramento might get to the Western Conference Finals just because they're healthy and they're hooping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They might win the West, but they'll get to the Western Conference Finals, and they'll end up playing like a Phoenix or a Dallas. I don't know who else might slip in there. If you, but, if you look at and if you look at this Kings, like where Golden State and Phoenix and the Clippers are, like the Kings could have to see if Golden State or Clippers, someone drops a little bit, they might have to yeah. see Golden first State round. in the first round, bro. Like yeah. I can't see that going well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But I think they can sneak those teams because they're not ever healthy. The Milwaukee Bucks won that ship that year because they were healthy. Straight up, like you know, they. I mean, people try to kept, man. We won our chip in Toronto because we were healthy. Yeah. Golden State won their first one because they were not saying they weren't good, but their first one they went through a lot of teams that were unhealthy. They all their point guards were hurt. There's a lot of teams that win and they don't. You don't remember. You just remember that they won. It wasn't because oh, so and so was out. You know, so and so didn't have their full squad. They won because they won. CP CP doesn't injure his hammy, bro, and play Game Seven with Harden, like. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think we we could be talking different. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of different scenarios that could have happened. If Kawhi yeah. doesn't get hurt in San Antonio, we're playing. What's the name? First for uh, Western Conference Finals, Golden right. State, KD's first year. You don't know right. what you're talking about. But I said there's a lot of teams that have won, and nobody remembers. But you have that's part of being the luck factor of being healthy. Yeah. So yeah, adding on to the the context that you gave Danny around those top teams right now, uh, the Sacramento Kings are 29 to one to win the Western Conference. The Lakers, who are not the number two seed, who are outside of the playoffs right now, who don't have a guarantee they'll have the services of LeBron James before the season is even over. They are 24 to one. So there's even better odds on the Lakers than the Sacramento Kings, who are firmly a top three team in the Western Conference. Sacramento Kings and the New York Knicks, two teams so far this year that have missed a minimal amount of games to their starters. Being Mm -hmm. healthy does... Uh, matter in the end. Uh, I would Mr. I would have picked Memphis honestly before Brandon Clark got hurt honestly, and obviously Jaws going through what he's going through, but I did like Memphis. But they the, the Brandon Clark injury, I, I said I think they would have been in Western Conference Finals. Um, but I said so many injuries, so many other issues going on off the court. The West is all over the place, man. It's hard to predict. Yeah. It feels a little bit easier in the Eastern Conference. We'll, we'll finish out with this one. Uh, we know that the Bucs have been uh, dominant all year long. Chris Middleton still not playing starters minutes, only playing like 21 minutes a game, and they're still obviously balling uh, top mm-hmm. five in defensive efficiency. They got Giannis. They got the head coach. They got the whole kit and caboodle. They are favorites plus 125 to win the Eastern Conference. Mr. John Henson, Danny's Cleveland Cavaliers are plus mm-hmm. 1,300. Is that a good number? Does that make sense? Would you, now that you can, would you? I mean, I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm probably go healthy bucks, right? They've won, they won what, 16, 15 in a row, which is how they kind of got to the top. They had so, that 15 game. Yeah. But I see Cleveland as a team that can make some noise. I, I, I'm not saying they're perennial NBA champions, but they have a young team. I played in Cleveland, the DG and those cats, bro. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love it there. So, um, you know, this could be kind of a growing year experience year for them. And and who knows what could happen um, being that they have home court advantage. They're going to have to see one of the big dogs. And, uh, you know, defensively, obviously, they're one of the best teams in the NBA. So if you play that defense that well, you always have a chance, especially with the big boys down there. So it's going to be interesting nah. to watch, man. JB is nah, my guy, chance, too, nah. man. John, I think we have a chance John, because of the road we have. On the show, the, the, I, oh, I know you're but, a guest on the show, but you could listen. No, I want Danny to win too, but let's. I'm sorry, it's not. So how far are they going? It. How far are they going, Harrison? They're going to win the first I've, round. I've told, I've told Danny this off air. I'll say I'll, now. I got to say it on air. Yeah. I, and I know I work for MSG Network now, so I got a little bias in me. Yeah. Right. But I think they're going to have a hard ass time with those New York Knicks. I'm telling you. They're gonna have a hard time, and and it comes down to, I think I think both the, the Knicks and the Cavs are gonna be fairly easy to guard. They don't run complex offensive systems. It's in a slower pace game for both. We both so yeah. slow pace, not high scoring. And it, and, and it might just come down to home court. Actually, 
Home yeah. court, who actually shoots the best? And I think it's we get four, home court. It's, it's a four or five game. It's supposed to be close. That's a seven, that's five. a that's a seven game. Hopefully, you 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 don't get tight game seven type of series. <laughs> well, you know the record is for the uh, away teams winning on the road in game seven. It's it's very rare. For sure, happens. for sure, for oh. sure. I'm just. Look, I, of course, I want you. I, I want don't, you to. I, I think I like. I, I, don't even, honestly, Diddy, I don't even know if I want you to win because <laughs> that might that might impact me. Like I might. This might be the first, John. This might be the first time I'm rooting against Danny's success. This, this is this <laughs> shit crazy. This is, this is a big time growth year um, for both teams, and for, for you know, for both teams, especially Cleveland. You know, if Cleveland can somehow make a decent run, second round, may you know, Eastern Conference semis and play strong, I think that bodes well, really well for the future. Because I mean, yep. they're they're easily the youngest team in the top seven by yeah. far. So, yeah. you know. They're playing with house money right now, so it all depends on our road. And I think we avoid the big, yep. the big dogs in the first round, maybe the second round. Depends on how it goes, but I think we avoid them until, you know, we get to the further round. So that's why I like the chances better. Um, they have more experience those other teams, and they have more talent as well. But I said I think this is a really good disciplined team that has good habits. They just have to show the mental maturity of doing it against the bad teams and doing it for longer periods of time and showing, even though they have no player of experiences, not many of them have a player of experience, but showing that, or I guess bringing that mindset to the playoffs and acting like they've been there before, it'll, it'll help. And I think the first round, if we get past that first round, the way we should, it'll help us for sure. Then further rounds. Uh, uh, Mr. Henson, since you've played with him, who has the, who has the rights to the DG nickname in Cleveland? (laughs) I think we called him DG from day one, man. Yeah. Um, I just remember I mean, telling him. I just remember telling him when Beeline was there. He was young, man, and Beeline was a college coach. I was like, "Listen, DG, don't let that cat worry you. He ain't gonna be here long. Just keep." <laughs> DG, ask him. Like he'll tell you, yeah. bro. Like I should be like, "Yo, wait, like, hold on. What do you mean? He, he'll come. He'll come. He'll come. Like coach will say something. He'll come and look at us at the free throw line. Be like, bro, just." You know, yeah. <laughs> which I think was great advice, man, because he didn't, you know, he, he played through that. And that's just part of the NBA learning, too, man. Some coaches are not going to be what you, you know, your style. And I'm sure that's a big reason why he was analytically his rookie year, the worst player in the NBA. I don't know if you know that or not, Harrison. He was analytically what? the worst player in the NBA. Like, oh, the worst. Yeah, he had the worst let's, player let's, let's talk in about the league this. at that point. Um, I didn't know yeah. that either until I got here. And I'm like, bro, what category? Defensively? Offensively? He's like, you know everything. He was like, I was ass, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, I was hey, ass. <laughs> and I think right, a lot so of it had to do with, with the coach that. But I call him 10. Yes. But, yeah, he, he's been here longer. He's been here longer than me. So I, we give him the DG. You know what I'm saying? They call me OG DG or whatever. They, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. I call him 10. So. <laughs> anyway. All right, uh, John, we'll, we'll get you out of here with this. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, since you, had, since you did play with DG, I need mm-hmm. to know now. Why the hell wasn't he a good player? What was wrong with Coach Beeline? You don't got no I mean, system, Michigan Wolverines. It was, say, honestly, uh, he just wasn't. He was. He was a. He was a college coach, man, and he he had his college ways. Like I, I'm gonna tell you, like he lost us early. We he wanted. Mm. He was trying to make us practice at summer league. You see, you know, look at wait, 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 like, wait. wait. Practice know, when? Like, bro, listen. <laughs> practice <laughs> like summer league is to get acquainted with your teammates work out maybe play a little one-on-one nah like he was he was trying to practice and when i say practice he was excited you know college coaches be excited for practice mm-hmm. so that was kind of the first kind of like domino and then you like oh man <laughs> yeah his timing right so like in the nba bro you got nine i mean technically speaking you got like 10 days for your first game so we can't be going over pivoting and bounce pads <laughs> the small steer like like dg no not like funny story jordan clarkson right professional score yeah <laughs> so we doing these layup drills like he like yo on this side of the basket inside hand and i'm like yo this cat yeah. this, this yeah. cat's one of them boys like he getting 40 <laughs> off the bench I don't think you need to tell him how to make a layup on it yeah <laughs> you know so like those are what we were dealing with like k love like shooter OG vet champion, yeah. potential Hall of Fame guy. You don't need to tell him the fundamentals of the game. Yeah. Tell him where to be, tell him where his set is, tell him <laughs> where to be defensively and let him rock. Like, so like <laughs> it was just a tough situation. And unfortunately, it was my contract year. So I had an experimental coach in my contract year. 
I got traded to Detroit. Pandemic <laughs> happens. Rest is history. Here I am. <laughs> MSC Network. So, you know, what I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm in a, I'm in a, I was blessed, bro. Had a good career. Um, but Cleveland was fun, man. I, I, Cleveland was actually my favorite stop. Now, I was in Milwaukee and Detroit. So, you know, mm. you know it wasn't too big. I, I love Cleveland. I love where I lived at. I love the city. Mm. You've you been to Town Hall, DG? Oh, yeah. I've been there before. I've lived there. So my, my first rookie year was here. So I've been there before, but I'm yeah, in Bratton. I'm in so Bratton. Like I've been a couple places, man, but I'm in Bratton now. My first year, I wasn't there. I was on the, I was at Shoreline. They call it now Shoreline. It was called the Quay back then. Um, but I'm in the Bratton area. And um, it's nice, man. It's quiet. I said, I, I've known it. It's, it's a lot different from when I first was there. It was a different city. So it's way different now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, as John has been a pleasure. Uh, make sure you guys find John on all the socials. And uh, if you find him on his socials, if you see him on Field of 68, or uh, you might be able to find him on MSG Network. Uh, the guy obviously knows his basketball because he played in the league. And because now that he has graduated from the NBA, he could help you potentially understand the game. Professional gambler. Put, so, put some money <laughs> in your pockets as well. DG, I just got my, you'll get this one day. I just got my retired players insurance card in the mail. Oh, okay. Two weeks ago. So it's official. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, it, man. It put, me, it put me on the back burner. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. Yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure. John, I, I'm sure I'll see you uh, sooner than later, my friend. Yeah, sir, yeah, appreciate man. you, brother. Thanks for joining us. Everybody say hello too, man. For sure. We'll do.